everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 554, recorded today, Wednesday, the 17th of October, 2018. Uh, this is a podcast that's basically all to do with music technology, uh, studios, live performance, software, controllers, synthesizers, electronic music, and all the stuff that surrounds it. So plenty to talk about, <laughs> even if there's no news. But there is news this week, but uh, we'll get onto that in a sec. I want to say uh, also uh, thank you to Isotope. Uh, I'll give you a quick flash there. Going to be providing a competition prize. You can win RX7, which is the the kind of industry standard of uh, audio restoration and repair stuff. They've got a music a musician's version or mu- music production version, which just does a whole bunch of things that you're going to find really, really useful, including now in RX7, the new stuff of being able to rebalance music, remove vocals. And it's not like that old kind of centre phase cancel stuff. It's very clever and uh, interesting. Gad told a story last week about it. Let, uh, where, let <laughs> yes. It's a great effect, but we, we won't revisit that. But that does that chuckle yeah. there, Menchu. Uh, uh, I can introduce my guest because it's me and Gaz this week because everybody's busy, which yes. is fine. So Gaz Williams yeah. there in Bristol, music yeah. producer, uh, uh, yeah. music technologist, songwriter. Uh, and uh, mm. what was the last thing? Oh, yeah, you did the interview with, uh, who was it we did the last thing you did? Oh, yeah, the Novation SL Mark III piece. That Very nice. Just- yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Um, and we've got our Omnisphere thing as well that we've done. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I just, uh, did you see that? I sent the link out uh, for that yesterday. Ah, Send yeah. it to so, so far so good. Eric yeah. and, uh, yeah. and James both said, "Oh, that's good." They're just checking it for because we did it quite free form, didn't we? So there might be the occasional <laughs> yeah. factual inaccuracy. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, and no, I've got it here. Look, there's the, we did a jam at the end. Hold on, let me just throw that mm. up there. This is so. This was a bit of our jam. I did play this last week, and we hooked up four keyboards and then just basically at the end of it just wigged out. But I, I'll, I'll leave that as a teaser. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was good fun. I'm looking yeah. forward to uh, to that going out there. Um, so yeah, yeah, what have you been up to then, Gaz? Anything exciting this week? Uh, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I just made a pop video where where I've been a where I've directed it uh, with Ooh. help with Rick Olpin as well for none other than Finley Shakespeare. Actually, the, the man himself of Future Sound Systems. It's uh, he's got an album coming out and. Uh, and uh, he's off on tour as well. He's got the Blamange tour support. So Finley, who you know may be familiar to you, he's we you know we've done a few videos with him. He's uh, uh, fantastic, fantastic <laughs> sort of modular, and he's got a new synth out actually that was launched at synth uh, at Synthfest. Um, it's a complete synthesizer for ninety nine quid kit. So yes, put that's a little right. plug in there for him. Well, the uh, what was it called? Brunswick. It's that's right. Brunswick. Yeah, really cool. Um, but the thing. I think it's going to surprise people. Finley is an absolutely brilliant performer. And uh, so we shot a video. But the thing about this that I really enjoyed, though, I had a dream about making a video with Finn. And I had only met Finn a few times, I think, at that point. Uh, and I went out this one night and I saw Finn and I said, Finn, I I had a dream about you. And in my dream, we were making a pop video. So it just he said he had a song coming out. So, so I said, well, why do we do it then? And we went to the location where I had the dream, which was down by the riverbank. So it's really weird. I actually had this dream and then it became the reality. Became a reality. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, um, that was really fun to do. It was a little bit like, whoa, um, but it's come out really cool. And uh, it's a bit of a new venture for me. But um, but Finn, uh, Finley, his, uh, his song is it's called Routine. 
I don't know when it's going to come out, but it is absolutely stomping. It's so good. So oh, I look forward to that. In fact, um, there's also yeah. a video, a real long form video with Mylar Melodies, uh, uh, Why We Bleep in his yes. series. It's like two and a half yes. hours of them, nearly <laughs> yeah. three hours of them in conversation, yeah. which I didn't get a chance uh, to watch it all, but yeah. Finley's a star, though, honestly. He's absolutely brilliant. So I think uh, people are going to see a lot more of him. And it's really exciting to sort of... His song is absolutely top, though. It's, yeah, it's... Uh, watch out for it. <laughs> uh, um, it's a great story, yeah, too. If it, become, if it becomes a massive hit, you'll be able to recount the fact that you dreamt it <laughs> and then you had a chance meeting. I mean, that's just... That, that's yeah. PR gold, guys. That's <laughs> what happened. So it was just cool. But it's just... Um, yeah, it's come out really good. I think Finley's a brilliant performer. So, um, but I, it, for me, it was a lot of fun just sort of, um, you know, playing the role of a director a little bit, which is something I haven't done in that context before. And Rick Alpin was really helpful as well. We, do you know what? Though we both had identical um, uh, Osmo uh, sort of gimbal cameras, so just two iPhones on a gimbal camera, I, I, and 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 out in the country, you can just. That's such a powerful, brilliant way of uh, making, taking footage. It's absolutely brilliant. So fluid and simple. Um, yeah. So anyway, that video will be out soon. Uh, ah. so I, I'll have to get, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know the date when it's going to be out. But uh, That's all right. I think it's sometime this month. Maybe it'll come to you in, in a dream. Ta-da! <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, well, brilliant. yes. Uh, so, what we've we been up to this week? Oh, yeah, this week. Uh, gosh, well, I was supposed to be reviewing, like I say, I've got the Artoria P Lab Forty Nine because it's a controller week. We had because uh, obviously we had the Novation SL Mark Three. Uh, we've got the uh, Nectar Panorama T Four, which I've also had in as a preview. They're going to come down and do a full sort of features. Mm. We had a lot of comments about that. People wanting to know about stuff. And I'm also yeah. reviewing, so it's it's controller session. And what I've 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 attached this to the uh, the Pittsburgh modular Lifeforms SV1, which is rapidly. Every time I switch it on, I, f- I think, oh, yeah, this does sound good, doesn't it? And they, each time I turn it on, mm. it just reinforces how great it's a great-sounding synth that is. So that's what I'll be doing. But, um, that? And I was supposed to film that yesterday, but then we had to apply for our US visas because uh, every five years we have to get an I-Class visa to go to NAM, which is a journalist visa. And it took about three or four hours for us to sort all of that out yesterday when I was supposed to be filming. And uh, it's going to cost... <laughs> It costs such a lot of money. The only appointments you can get to pick up your visa in London, when we're, we're not based in London, is eight or eight thirty. So, imagine getting to central London for mm. eight thirty on a, on a weekday morning. It's like a five o'clock mm. in the morning start. So we're going up the night before, <laughs> but it's just so it's just turned into this massive pain. But it's only once every five years, I suppose. So, hey, but we're we're starting to plan mm. for Nam. <sighs> plan for Nam. Plan for Nam, yeah. Mm. There we go. It's all ready. Uh, okay, well, let's see. What have we got? We've got stuff. Oh, yeah, here's a first mm. one. I, I think this is... Uh, I've queued this up correctly. I certainly hope so. No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right, because it's a Kickstarter video, so uh, it won't play on... I couldn't get hold of the video to play it in, so I'll just full screen that, and then we can have a look. This is uh, the new Pipes sampler hmm. which I, I mean Franco, it's been around sample player with a degree sample in player. and signal processing i've always wanted to develop a technology for sample playback now all my efforts have come together 
and I'm proud to introduce Pipes, the ultimate music performance machine. With new technology that out-horsepowers a laptop and outperforms any sample playback unit, Pipes' entire onboard custom sampled sound and instrument library is always loaded and ready to be triggered. And the same so, goes for your as far as I could tell, it's, you yeah, so, it, uh, hold on, because I'm, I'm not, I have to pause that, yeah, there we go. So, uh, this is a new thing, it's just on Kickstarter, uh, I think, and it seems to be going well, I mean, so far, yesterday mm. it was, it's doubled oh, in the last 24 hours, so they're trying to reach yeah, 75 yeah. grand, I guess that's, th that's dollars, because they must do it in dollars, mm. uh, and they've got 28 days to go, and I think they're going to do it, no problem. But I just thought, what, what mm. I mean, because... It's interesting, isn't it? The way that some Kickstarters yeah. go and some don't. And usually it comes down to being a really compelling video. And bless them, you know, I would say that's fine, but it's not a really compelling video. So it must mean that no. there's a real desire to have something that does this. Because it reminds me a little bit of the Tasty Chips GR1 form factor. You know, it's like yes. a, some form of microprocessor in there with a touchscreen and a box and stuff. Yes. So, I mean, it is. Uh, it, it definitely looks like it's going to fulfil... A niche, uh, really clever. I mean, and at the price that the the the, the pumping it out for. I mean, it's like uh, three nine nine for three, at the moment three yeah. nine nine for a hundred and twenty eight gig version, which is a special offer. Mm, so I mean, like a really, you know, like a dedicated sound module that can do multi gigabyte sample libraries in a really simple. Like, you know, fantastic. I mean, we've been waiting for something like this for years. There's been a few attempts at, at this, but this one looks like it might be, well, I mean, well, my, it, it definitely, definitely a contender because do you know about the tweakers or as much as I could, do, you know, do you know what that is, Nick? The tweakers? No, I don't know. Tell uh, me. So those are, um, they're sort of like some sort of customizable um, MIDI routines, I think, uh, that you can create ah. for it. So, so, so you're able to now i it's very thin on the ground trying to get this kind of information but i mean um what instantly was interesting to me was uh you know a, a big polyphonic granular synthesizer possibilities i just don't know if that uh, you know by just using possibly lots of lfos across multi right uh, i think it looks it looks looking at the text here it looks like you could you run multiple instances of pipes pipes is presumably some kind of yeah. i'm guessing some kind of linux or arduino based playback engine that you can run multiple environments of in a sort of uh in in, in a multi-timbral or multi-layered sound it's only got a pair of audio outs uh, I don't know whether you get a US. It doesn't. No, it hasn't got a USB. It's got uh, lots of USB yeah, it, ins. It's got hosting. So that sort of yeah, hosting could be a pie in there, couldn't it? Possibly, but could be a pie. Yeah, uh, we don't know for sure. We we are speculating. But, uh, yeah, yes, absolutely. But the fact that it's got host capability though is definitely suggestive that it is a, essentially a packaged computer. But it's it just looks really nice though. The fact that you've got that big encoder. Uh, how good is the touchscreen going to be? That would be one of my yeah. questions, you know. I don't know. Because, um, you know, we're, we're so spoiled these days, aren't we? I mean, like an iPad or something like that, it's so responsive and we're used to, that's our expectation. So, so anything that feels sluggish and, you know, is going to really mm, sort of irk a little bit, I think. But uh, I don't know. But uh, I don't know how much you would interact with it. Um, but the fact that there's only that one controller would suggest that, there's going to be a lot of touchscreen action going on. Yeah, there, I mean, which makes me which makes you ask the question. Okay, so how much is what a 32 gig iPad mm. is around is, is probably a little bit less than 399. 
And with an audio but interface, you, see, you have multiple outputs and run something that way. I don't know. Does but, that? But they might have just got it absolutely spot on. Yeah, though, yeah, that's as well true. With that, con- with that control system though, because it's like touch the parameter, use the big encoder to adjust it. So you're not having to drag your finger across the screen. You're just prodding at things on the screen. I've been, exper- I've been. Uh, that's been one of my uh, pet hates for you know the magic encoder, where you can where you can touch something and then have an, have a, a hardware thing that, and then maybe yeah. you can have several things. You can hold several down yeah. and, and group m- modulate them. Oh yeah, well, that, that would be cool. But I wonder if that's uh, you know yeah, just maybe. on the little information that would be quite nice. I mean, as a workflow, that would be quite nice. So, uh, but it definitely is an intriguing product, isn't it? I mean. Uh, the guy's making sort of quite big um, claims about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a bit cool, sales. It's, yeah. There's lots of the only and the best and all this thing. But it, <laughs> it, I mean, really, yeah. but what this will come down to is what's the sound set like? Yeah, you could have 128 gigs of samples, but if they're all crummy, then it doesn't really but, do but much. I mean, you know, surely that... I, I, oh, do you think the sounds that come with it is a big part of the selling point then? Well, yeah. If you're not sampling directly, and you're not pro- if maybe you don't want to program it yourself. I mean, if it comes with a load, bo- mm. a, bu- a bunch of sounds, then you want those sounds to be good. And you know, this, mm. as far as I know, this okay, company aren't point. known yeah. for their for their sample creation, so it's an unknown quantity, mm. I suppose. I was totally thinking about it though for just bringing in uh, your own samples, you know, populating it yourself. Um, and but that's kind of what. <laughs> I, I had some thoughts about what I could do with yeah, it. Yeah, so, well, I wonder uh, how you... This is the thing, though. Then you're getting into the... Hmm. How are you getting that stuff in there? Because you've only got... You'd have to put a drive. You'd have to do something on the computer, save it to the drive, then bring it in somehow okay. from the drive. Yeah. You know, there's no sample yeah. input by the looks of things. So it, it's it's hmm. one step removed from all in the same unit. But that might be fine. You can just put thumb, move things around on thumb drives. But for some people, they want a bit more immediacy. Mm, I've also got a slight problem with the logo of the smiley face MIDI because uh, they're looking at you, and I'm just not sure about it. <laughs> oh, that one! I might. That it might looks a bit like uh, Jack the Pumpkin King, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Just a little uh, bit. Well, that's not that's not such a bad but thing. One thing I'll tell you um, what. One thing that came up. I was just doing a bit of. Uh, and I was looking at the about uh, Vince DeFranco is the guy behind it. Syn- Synesthesia uh, mm. is the company that brought you. Uh, but basically, he invented the dimension beam, which was bought by Roland. So he is the inventor of the D beam. <laughs> How about that? Way! Wow, fantastic! No wonder he's got I such finally... a lovely studio. Because as we know, <laughs> Roland must have bought a couple of million of those because they put them on so many things. We figured, you know, it's been a long-held belief of mine that they have a massive warehouse full of D beams that they've got to get rid of because they paid presumably Vince so much money to kind of to build a X number of them, and now now they've got to use them all up. So. Vince is your guy. That's a joke, obviously. <laughs> but he might he's got a lovely looking studio, so maybe if that's you know, if he's mm. if he's doing well, I mean good for him. Uh, they brought out the yeah. D beam, uh something called Iris Synapse and Mad- Mandala drums and uh, this is now pipes, yeah. And the mandala drums, well. Well it's good. it looks brilliant. I mean I think I hope I hope it does very well because I think that's a I think it's a clever it's a clever idea to sort of pitch something in such a functional way i mean could be great couldn't it for a lot of touring keyboard players just having something that small uh you know being the hub of their of your rig and of course they're named after synthesis synthesis no synesthesia is it synthesis or synesthesia is where you 
you see synesthesia. You, you see, uh, you see sound. No, you see audio as pictures. Is that where, where or sound and, and, colors, and vision yeah. and colours become interchangeable? They yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Carl Hyde from Underworld. He he has synesthesia, and that's a a big part of his um, artistic. Uh, yeah, lots of, of people who have a very mindset. They're very yeah. creative, aren't they? Generally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, what do we? What else do we need to know about this? There, so the Kickstarter, um, two hundred twelve backers, twenty eight days to go. Looks like the best deal is uh, unless you're into uh, shoes. Uh, is the Founders Club Edition Special, which is uh, you get 128 gigs instead of the standard 32. So basically, mm. you have 128 gigs of storage on board. I'm guessing that would, you know, that's going to be uh, fast RAM that you can load your samples in, and it'll stream from. I'm know. tempted, Nick. I am tempted. I am tempted. I, I just have lots of questions, though, but I am t- definitely tempted. It's, uh, you know. Yeah, how you know it could be quite a cool little brain for a MIDI MIDI bass rig, you know. That's yeah. Well, I suppose the thing is with all of these things is once you get down to the nitty gritty, and if you're talking about yeah, MIDI connectivity, yeah, how fast? Gonna, yeah. How fast? Because one thing I have been noticing, and this is you know this has not been you know because I've I've been deaf to it, but obviously MIDI has quite a lot of latency built into it. So you got anywhere between mm. ten and uh, twenty milliseconds. And I reviewed a couple of synths recently, and I sort of think that feels just for some reason it feels a little bit sluggish. So I, st- do, I, me- I measured do... I measured um, oh, the the sound of me hitting a key on the audio mic. And the sound of uh, of the sound coming through. So you know the MIDI, the, the actual sound of the unit compared to me tapping the key, and it was anywhere between uh, I think it was ten to thirty milliseconds. That's quite a that's quite a latency. So I mean you know you, that that variability, and I do notice the same because what I've done on the uh, Akai, uh, uh, not the Akai, Atoria, whoops, Keylab is I, I've got one voice. I had one voice coming from uh, a MIDI trig and one voice coming from a cv trig and they you could hear that there was a they weren't adjacent you know there was a gap between them so it's it's interesting you know just putting it out there it's not that they're these guys are mm. going to be any but it, if it's high for a sampler it needs to be tight but it does support touch uh, sorry usc doesn't it i think and uh and it's got those usb hosting ports so could yeah. be like an amazing mpe kind of uh, you know, like an accompaniment for something like a Linstrument or, uh, yeah. or a keyboard or something. Oh, you know? gosh, what's happened there? Uh, it was squeaking. That's weird. Oh. Uh, uh, no, yes, no, well, it, no, it says uh, 24-bit 48K native audio, 64 stereo voices. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, well, let's uh, actually let's do, let's do, do our, let's take a break for our friends at uh, Isotope just because we can do that now. So yeah, this is uh, RX this is continues to RX seven. Let me let me let them explain. Repair for music and post production, and with RX seven, we've introduced groundbreaking new ways to quickly and easily fix and manipulate audio. Take the game changing Repair Assistant, an intelligent helper that can detect noise, clipping, clicks, hum, and more. Also new in RX seven is Music Rebalance, a powerful source separation tool. Drums too loud. Vocals not loud enough? Let's fix that. You can also create instrumental versions of songs by removing the vocal elements. 
you can now alter the pitch without affecting the timing of your audio, and conversely, alter the time without affecting the pitch with the new variable time and variable pitch modules. Using the new dialog contour, you can improve the performance of a line or even create a new performance by altering the pitch contour of the dialog, therefore adjusting the intonation of the speaker and introducing Dialog Dereverb, a module powered by machine learning to reduce the presence of reverberations around dialog. RX7, a new frontier in audio repair. It certainly is. And if you want to get hold of it, you go to isotope.com forward slash. Uh, I don't think it is. Right. Just go to isotope.com because I've went forward slash RX7 and I got a 404. So I'm not exactly sure I've been giving the right URL out. But if you go to isotope.com, it's all over the front page. You'll be able to find out about it. Uh, we had a competition last yeah. week uh, for the winner of uh, RX7, which we ran last week. And we've got a winner. And they just they just tweeted pick me which bizarrely the the machine did pick them so uh, they they tweeted the hashtags we were after last week and the winner from last week is somebody called at jandrews sound that's like j andrews underscore sound so at jandrews underscore sound get in touch and isotope will be able to furnish you with a copy of rx7 and of course we have a competition this week we're looking for the hashtag vocal removal and the hashtag rx7 uh tweet those to at sonic state and at isotope inc in fact if you just take that text hashtag vocal removal hashtag rx7 at sonic state and isotope inc you'll be uh uh, entered in the competition, but there are more characters. Fill them up, fill your boots, go creative. Let's see what yeah. else you've got to say. Uh, I want to say thank you very much for them to sponsor Can the show. I say something about it? Uh, so I like from the jam last week. Uh, the microphone was picking up the that was picking up the drums and the percussion was also picking up loads of the room. I just tried that thing in <laughs> RX where it was just pull out just the drums, and it was really really interesting because it kind of got rid of all. All the all the spill. It made it made the drum sound slightly sort of weird, and it was with you know it wasn't exactly perfect, but factored in back into the mix. It was like wow, you can then you know compress and get it, re and there's lots of smack on the drums. Interesting, and it sucked sucked out the um it sucked out the spill, the bleed. I mean, it, there's a sensitivity control and fiddled around with it a little bit, but um. It, that's a bit special to be able to do that, especially. I've got the, to. I've got to spend a bit of time with that. I need to mess around with it a bit. Poof! Yeah, it's amazing. I haven't installed it yet. Usually, I'm using it on uh, video stuff here because you know, for things like uh, mm. cutting down uh, any if if there's a dialogue and it's a bit too roomy, I'll use it to cut that sort of stuff down. I use dialogue denoiser all the time because sometimes one mic, you know, one speaker might be a bit quieter, so we have to crank that mic pre, and you end up with a bit of noise. So I tend to cut that out of the noise. That's the sort of processing we do. Uh, it's great for that sort of thing for for post. I mean, even on the music edition. But anyway, um, let's see. What do we what do we have now? Oh yeah, you want one of these? This is a, this is a fun video. This I thought this would be right up your street. So Akai uh, Akai MPK Mini, which is a little uh, MIDI controller, which has done really well for Akai. Just a sort of little portable yeah. one. And this is one has got MPK Mini Play, which has got uh, how many sounds in it? It's like uh, I've forgotten how many sounds. Thirty-two sounds. One hundred twenty-eight sounds. Yeah. Not sure how many voices yet. Built-in speaker. So uh, I think this was in combination with Gak, who are a UK retailer. It's got a sustain pedal input, which is really unusual in one that size. Very cheesy.
But yeah, that's just out. So that's uh, that, and it's like 129 quid. I mean, it's a bargain. Here we go. That's what it looks like. I guess this is the sort of thing that might not interest our pro users, but the sort of thing that you know, if you're nipping off into the woods with an iPad, chuck that in the bag, and you pretty much got you know, you've got the ability to input stuff. Looks like it could be pretty cool, and also it's small. I'm just thinking you might be it might be something you'd be interested in because it's got a speaker. I know you like synths with speakers in, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, no. I don't. I wouldn't hold <laughs> yeah, out no. much for that speaker. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it it's it looks. I mean, it does look very toy like, doesn't it? It's whole. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it, but but by that token, it's also going to be um, nice and easy and accessible. I think there's a very small OLED screen on there as well, isn't there? So yeah, you can there see is a little one. The names of things. So. Uh, what's brilliant about that is it's going to be so many people's first instrument, I think. Yeah, that's uh, true. I think, and, uh, but it is kind of making me think maybe it's like the modern, it, oh, it hasn't got any sampling in it, has it? That's just, No, I don't think so. The it's M- got drums. It's got, I think, 10 drum kits. That was, that's the next step, though, I think. Make one of them, make a little sample of one of them and that, that, that can sample directly into it and... And you can sort of that that would fly, I think. It's Volker territory, be... this, isn't it? But with more controls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Volkers are what? They're yeah. about Volkers are about what hundred quid, yeah, something like that. So, so, yeah, no, similar. a little bit more. No, a little bit similar more. So price, similar yeah. price, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it offers a lot more than a Volker. This does, you know. It offers it well, gas really. It hasn't got a sequencer. It hasn't got motion sequencing. <laughs> but. Um, I have been having a big Volker session. Uh, I've got the complete set of Volkers now getting ready to make a, um, a kind of ultimate Volker rig. Um, so that was, so the Volkers are groundbreakers though, really are. So I yeah, mean, they, well, they were, like, yeah. Were. <laughs> um, but this, how, we don't know much. Do we know how much about it? Do we know? Has it got a sequencer in it? No, it's uh, I, I, no. well. Ooh, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think it's it mostly just a controller. It's designed controller to be and sound. Yeah, but it's got built-in. I like sound, the way that video oh, starts, okay. isn't it? With the uh, with the uh, hold on, where is it? It's, it's the uh, uh, oh, let me just. It's this that tiny on that tiny little keyboard stand. Yeah. It's sort of making sure it's not going to fall off. I quite like that. I think that's quite funny. But but yeah, I mean. <laughs> Just in time yeah. for Christmas. Could be if you've got yeah, kids yeah. Uh, looking at it or you just yeah, want to yeah. kind of dip your toe. Well, I think it's just, you know, like controller keyboards that by the very nature of them are not instruments in their own right. They're all, they always have to be connected to something. So it's really nice that this little thing can have a life of its own other than just being it's sort of, you know, being a slave device it can be a it can be its own thing so that's pretty cool um korg did it a couple of years ago didn't they with the um the tactile and the and it had oh the that's right yes, the Triton, so, didn't really kind of yeah. come off for them though did it quite in quite the same way that was horrible i bought one i sent it back i oh, really i thought it was yeah it was, it was awful uh for, for me it, i really really didn't like it um but it, it's this this is so cheap i mean what what do you say it's 120 it's hundred and twenty nine dollars, so it'll be probably about one hundred and twenty quid. Yeah, blimey! I mean, because as a controller, it's it's very capable, isn't it? You know, it's got pads and 
that's got a little joystick on it as well, isn't it? Little, well, look, oh, hold on. Ink. Tactile 25 is only 110. Let's not dismiss the Korgness there because that's actually full. And that looks like full size keys. And you get pads and a bigger and an XY pad and a little scribble strip. It, thing. That's not the Triton one, though. Oh, is it not? Built into oh, it. damn. It has to, be the, has to be the tactile Triton. I'm, I'm looking um, for it. I'll see how much that one is. I didn't want to. I, so, I, called, it the t- I called it the tactile Trite one. Oh dear, really? <laughs> Let me see if I can oh, find yeah. it. I did, ah, okay, yeah. Well, the 49, yeah, that's a bit more. That's 240 quid. That's nearly twice the price. So, yeah, okay, I beg your pardon. They're not quite the same but thing. I, but then, you know, that, that Triton sound set is, you know, highly regarded by a lot of people. Um, well, was. I mean, how many? I mean, that's got to be 10 years old now, yeah. Triton? Maybe more. More? No, more. Triton's 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Triton's okay. Like, <laughs> um, never mind uh, well but but i mean yeah. anyway it's, it's it could be a good entry point but there was this other thing that mm. came up and i just thought because you know as we so often sort of see and kind of cringe a little bit at the sort of cheesy videos that synth makers make not n- not a lot of people are making really cheesy ones but there are so many cheesy when you look back what about this one this one is awesomely cheesy uh, I just want a comparison. So this one's a bit more expensive, but let, let's just uh, just see what you think about this one. So you want to be a rock star? Well, then get your hands on a Casio CZ101 digital synthesizer with its multi-general MIDI capabilities. It's all in VHS goodness. This isn't just a synthesizer. Oh, no. It's a rocker launcher. That's not cheap, to me. Synthesizers with Casio PD sound. Sorry, Gaz, what was that? That's not a cheesy video. That's not a cheesy video. <laughs> I was, I'm completely sold by it. It looks great. Ah, well, uh, you can still buy them secondhand on eBay if you want. I think that, that was the, yeah, that yeah. was the CZ101, right. which actually we forget probably was quite a, bra- a very groundbreaking synth at the time. That's back, back when, because Ca- Casio, when I was starting out, um, before, before, you know, you could buy any kind of synths, there were a load of keyboards that uh, Casio made that had kind of quite contemporary sounding synths, you know, back in the day, you know, we are talking quite some time ago. And so, you know, you would buy those. They were sort of halfway between the auto accompaniment and the yes. full polyphonic keyboard. And I think it was the Caesar. I can't remember which ones they were. There was one and there were sort of two or three presets that really, you know, were quite contemporary, maybe some bass sounds or what have you. And I just remember... This was a big deal because Casio must have sold. There's rumour to have sold thousands and thousands of those. So I mean, you know, Casio was a really big player in the contemporary, uh, modern mm. kind of keyboard market. I mean, they they still are big. I'm not saying they are, but they haven't released anything that's kind of pure synth for a while now. Yeah, I but guess they you were, could... but they, they did some quite really cool things in the mid '80s. They did that MIDI guitar as well, didn't they? That was oh like yeah, a kind yeah. Of strap type of that was actually really good though. I mean, it was. It was a decent instrument in its own right. Um, but uh, I think it was an Ibanez guitar, actually, but it was Casio. <laughs> They're really cool. I, um, wow. But um, what are we talking about? The Casio's legacy. <laughs> we were just, I just thought I'd throw that in there because it came up on Facebook. Yeah. I posted it on the Sonic Facebook page. And I thought, yeah. oh, I'll, just, I'll toss that into the topics without well, giving anyone any time for prepare. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm of that age though, where the, like the VL tone or whatever it is, you know, the original ones um, and da, 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 that sort of yeah. thing. Trio. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like, wow. I, I it still seems really cool to me, the brand Casio. I'm still really kind of, uh, yeah, I think the, 
there's something they like that sort of um cool japanese cool something's uh, the logo everything about casio uh i should wear a casio t-shirt i think i'm gonna have um, to give people a blast of da 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 now in case so, so you've got a cultural oh, yeah. reference here this was a band uh german band i think they were it was massive it's number one in this in england i think i loved it it's great <laughs> this was massive yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't sound like a real... Uh-huh. I've got one of those somewhere. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty minimal, isn't it? Even for even for these days. I mean, when talking minimal techno, that is pretty much the definition of about <laughs> as minimal techno as you can get. Oh, it's brilliant. So I re- that's one of my biggest influences. <laughs> <laughs> really? I haven't heard of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> from that from that age, it just I was just totally fascinated by that song. Um, yeah, I just remember but, it being. It was on on uh, primetime radio back in the day when you know when I was a kid, definitely. And it was a bit. It was it was it was almost novelty, but it was also it was quite art, I suppose. Maybe I don't know whether it was or not. Hmm. But it's. Uh, I just love hearing German being sung as well. Just um, there aren't many. It's, it's like, one. It's one for the pop quiz, isn't it? Name, uh, name. I don't know. Let's say <laughs> five German na- international hits. That'd be tricky. Obviously, da da da. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, red balloons. N- red balloon. Uh, um, scorpions. Winds of change. Ah, oh, that's not oh, in no. German, though, is it? No, sorry. Um, Craftwork, craftwork's got to be a couple of craftworks that were in German, but yeah, it's hard, isn't it? We used to do that. We used to do that when we were uh, when we were t- when I was touring. Is whatever country you're in, you have to name ten what <laughs> acts from the country that anybody you know. So ten acts that that you could remember, and it was always yeah. a bit tricky to find. Holland was t- was tricky. Holland was very tricky uh, back then. A bit easier now, but. Uh, Golden earring. How about that? Oh, um, <laughs> now I'm rambling. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> no, I'm trying to fill the time. It. No, it's um, good. I'm enjoying it. Those, those tunes, uh, golden earring, radar love is just every time I hear that now. I mean, like that's from probably only a few years after I was born. But when I hear it, that is still thunderously exciting song. That is, it's just amazing. Uh, so I wonder if young people would like it or whether they would just think it sounded like maybe like Glenn Miller would have sounded. I don't know. The, <laughs> amount, the amount of time has passed now, hasn't it? Sort of since, uh, since the sixties and seventies, it's sort of, God, how old are, oh, <laughs> I have to do the maths, but I mean, it's like really old people's music now. For yeah. People. Well, I suppose. Um, but the okay. Beatles, the Beatles, a lot of yeah. Beatles action, hasn't it? With the um, well, and interesting from a sort of music technology point of view, with the White Album's kind of fiftieth uh, anniversary, and there's this big new uh, box set of uh, I think there's like fifty outtakes or something on there. Is it? I uh, can't remember. I think it might be four discs um, or oh, six discs, possibly. Is that uh, good though? I mean, because you just sort of feel like. Mm-hmm. The reason they didn't make it on the album was because the creative team involved with it at the time, you know, from the yeah. band up through the record company, yeah. decided those weren't weren't good enough. Well, that, that's, what no, makes well, them good enough yeah. now? 
No, it, it doesn't make them good enough now, but it's a celebration of 50 years of their thing. And here's, yeah, a, here's, a, here, here's just a whole load of, you know, interest to the people who love the album just to see how things... Yes, I mean, true. when you hear, um, like, sort of the uh, Isha demos and uh, the um, this um, Six Music was doing a, uh, a show with Martin Freeman a few days ago, with, and they were playing a bunch of the, the tunes. Well, I think they played every song off the White Album. Uh but some of those uh, demos, he, hearing the gestation of those songs is really, really great. I mean, it's not rewriting history in any way at all. It's, in fact, just opening just up. Just hearing the process. The... Yeah, no, that's interesting. Actually, yeah. that's, that reminds but me of tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, there, well, there's a bit, there's a, some friends of ours are involved in a big uh, Bowie tribute act. Uh, and they've mm. been putting a show together and they well, I'm going to go and see it on Saturday night in Bath uh, but they've that really gone to town they've been bit re, they've been remade the uh, Aladdin Sane and they've been re-recording mm. it as well using a load of wow. UAD stuff and so they've they've Ooh. they've they've essentially uh, in fact the keyboard player posted uh, his his rendition of uh, of uh, piano solo i forget which track it was and the original pianist said that was awesome that was the closest i've heard yet so they're going to be putting a show we're going to go and uh, see them tomorrow at production rehearsals where we'll see that the technology because cool. they're doing a video wall everything's synced up they're using you know some backing tracks some local loads of vocal it's going to be really so we'll get a rig rundown with them and it'd be quite interesting uh, to see that i just wanted to say one thing just very briefly on the beatles you know and the sad passing of Je jeff emmerich um who mm. just died i think was it a week or so back um and you know the enormous legacy a studio uh incredible legend really i mean he was beatles engineer wasn't it from yeah uh rubbersole revolver onwards and uh um so just yeah just wanted to say that really because yeah was, no absolutely you know, it's sad there was some I, there was but there's uh just to flip things around again uh if you could run the white album through rx7 uh you would end up with uh you could end up with um a, another another box set yeah <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, I've just started playing around with doing something that's very, very naughty, using some tracks of Sgt. Pepper and um, trying to make the lyrics of Lovely Rita uh, fit over um, Fixing a Hole. Uh, and it's it's like, ooh, ooh. So you extract the extract the lyrics out of one song and then move it in. And you can like do two, uh, two waveform edits at the same time so you can see. So then shifted all the notes Getting the phrase oh, you could use uh what's what's the yeah. other thing you could use for that it's uh, i forgot what it's like called. vocal line or something vocal line or, yeah vocal lines would do that yeah 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 that's true god so i just it just it, and 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 the the proof of concept of doing it is just i wanted to make a video about it but then i was thinking i'd probably be shut down on the copyright um mm, maybe so. so well if you don't monetize it you should yeah. be okay because what happens i don't is, monetize i don't yeah, monetize my okay. channel yeah, well, that's probably so, that'd be you'd probably be all right then. Do you think uh, so? Cause well, I mean, they wouldn't it, take it down. What happens is if you have uh, <laughs> if you put copyright material in one of your videos, what happens is it's claimed mm -hmm. by the owner of the copyright, and then they right. get any of the revenue that that video then generates, rather than you. I tell you what, though, it's going to mess up the algorithm though if they're like <laughs> listening out for sort of <laughs> for you know lovely Rita and the lyrics, you know, from fixing a hole or or the other way around. Um, yeah, it's. I tell you what, though, when you do play with it, I, I've been sucking drums out of things, just listening to the drums and just going, oh, blimey, it's so cool. You know, there's slight artifacts, but those artifacts, you know, you can, you can, can work kind with. of, you can work with them.
Yeah. All right. Okay. The juicy bits, the juicy bits are there. And, I'll tell you what uh, it sounds like, Gaz. It sounds like your mic preamp is dying. It's doing that thing where it goes, and there's a whining. It oh. sounds like there's a bit of mic preamp kind of biz. I don't know whether that's the case uh, or whether it's maybe there's a crackle on the input gain or something. Maybe it's all right. It's all right. Oh, it just, okay. It sounds, it sounds like analog ah. broke. Are you hearing that? Yeah, I saw... Yeah, I saw the. I saw. Ah, you hear that? Yeah, I saw the. I saw the forty-eight volt light flicker. Sounds like there maybe um, maybe there's a cable dodgy or something like that. Hmm. Don't know what to say. Oh well, let's let's uh, wing it. And see why I don't break anything. Wow. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. Whoa. Um, I've got another video. Here it comes. Mm. Hey. This is the uh, new. Well, not so new, but it's a, it's a sort of power adapter that to run uh, USB stuff and then amp it up to run like your Volkers or, in this case, it's uh, Coma Electronics gear. So you can plug a couple of power banks into it and you've got sort of two channels of USB audio in, uh, USB audio, uh, voltage in, and then you can run up to, I think it's two amps. So you can take them out of there. So this is the, uh, this is, let's plug it all in. So this is one of their weird, so we get one power bank and then you can add them together. So you could do truly mobile giggery. So it's got four outputs or you could daisy chain. That's it really, it's, I mean it's very, this sounds like a razor head to me. But yeah, so that's the idea behind it. I don't know whether I know because you, you've seen you run things off power banks, don't you? Uh, and you do you use what's the one that you use? Do you use the uh, I forget the name of the um, the company that uh, anchor do, ones? What, bad, no, batteries. not that. The, oh, but the, well, no, uh, my the volts. My volts. The uprators. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. Um, Yes, I do, and I'm still eagerly awaiting uh, a ripcord when that finally shows. Because oh man, they're uh, having some bad luck with that one, aren't they? Yeah, it's taken. Yeah, but it's coming. It is coming. Um, so that's that would be. You know, it is a bit of a dream, then, isn't it? That whack it into one of those large capacity batteries. And uh, what I've been finding, which is really interesting, that those uh, batteries, the ones that are made so you can recharge your iPad that you can just run things for a long time off them. I mean, like a, a bunch of pedals that are kind of juicy digital pedals. They'll, they'll, they'll run like, a while. Wow. They'll run a long time. Yeah, well, they're big yeah. batteries, aren't they? Yeah, big batteries. So, you know, it, it's like it's it, it's developed so much for that market that its usage in the sort of music world is still very yeah we well i always take a big i always take a big battery with me whenever i'm traveling you know like uh just so that if my Mm. phone runs out and i'm you know for for shows or what have you but i'll tell you what i did discover recently that's this power supply which is just a little uh figure eight in and then you've got uh high high amp uh high high ampage high high wattage outputs two two 18s and a 15 but you've also got a usb-c so i can Mm. plug in i could i could power a laptop off that or an ipad and then three high you know so for charging uh phones and and recharging batteries and that means Mm. because normally i'd be taking uh my uh macbook power supply i just need to take this then and then i've got also got those you you plug a macbook into it it gets really hot but it will work and it's quite small so it means i i'm taking less 
power supplies with me. Yeah, just for travelling. It's quite awesome. About yeah. thirty quid, I think these are. They're not what's, terribly cheap. What's the it, it's storage called, capacity on it? Storage. Oh, it's not a battery. It's a. Oh, sorry. Just it's oh, no, just a power supply. Yeah. But it means, you know, because normally you'd be taking a number of power supplies, but this will do most things and also charge a load of things up really quickly because it's got high high wattage out. It's called the PDQ, the PD slash QC4 Plus, and it's a 60 watt version. So you get 60 watts out. Just thought I'd mention that. Handy. But, but the, <laughs> the Coma thing is uh, Coma Strom Power yeah. Bank. It's quite a lot of money, actually. It's 175 euros, which seems like quite a lot, I suppose. Yeah, but it does look fit for purpose though doesn't it i think that does look does look very nice and i mean you know it is clearly to accompany their field kits and their field kit effects uh boxes i think that i think that's probably what's brought them into uh yeah in, into existence um and i think that would be such a fun a fun rig to have and and now with that power sorted yeah oh that is a, a very interesting direction that coma have taken and i totally applaud it so yeah so this thing looks a bit expensive but as i say any feel kittian wouldn't be seen dead without one i think yeah well this one does uh 1.5 amps and one what we uh, two two and a half amps two amps and then split what we actually need is uh like to, um uh, like uh, 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 who was it who said that? I saw it go past in the chat room. A 15 volt version. Then we could run the Dope for Dark Energy. We could run the Lifeforms SV1. There's quite a lot of 15 volt kind oh, of yeah. desktop modular stuff that you. That, so we need yeah. a 15 volt version as well. Mm. Great, bring it on. Yeah, I don't know if that, um, that's going up a bit too much or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's a uh, like. Certain things, um, like using, I use a like this Roland um, amplifier. It's a battery powered one, a KC one ten, I think it's called. Uh, and I run, I, I use double um, A batteries with that, and I'm always uh, intrigued to see how long I can get that. And it works really well, actually. That it lasts for ten hours, maybe. Um, so that comes out on on the road uh, always, wherever I go. Um, so i think i've talked about it before but um ikea batteries oh they the do loops, don't they aren't they loops? loop pros yeah and they're like five and a half quid in britain so they're probably going to be the same around you know, five dollars i guess the loop pros made in the same factory in japan people have compared them and and, and they got the same sort of uh, discharge power you know uh like five pound fifty for uh it's such a bargain, so it's cool because, like, I think Enerloop Pros. I mean, they've come down in price now, but I remember when they were over twenty quid. And that, that was like yeah, uh, that, ago, that, that's uh, yeah. So IKEA, IKEA actually, you know, for all the stuff that yeah. they, do, they do promote, <laughs> kind of uh, low energy light bulbs, and you know, so yeah, the Enerloops. Like, are they? Did you say they're five quid? Twenty. Yeah, f- twenty yeah. quid for a pack of four, or uh, according to la- this, IKEA ladder, and they cost five, but they're basically about. a Dollar each yeah. or a pound each. They're twenty five hundred nickel me- metal hydride. But the Enerloops, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was was it Yamaha technology? Was that was they some t- the are they something memor- to do with it? 
I'm I can't sure. remember if they with, with they the... back it or if they they started shipping mm-hmm. some of their devices with Ender Loops. And they, the thing about mm-hmm. them is they have very low uh, uh, memory. Di- uh, and oh, yeah. th- they hold their yeah. charge for ages, and they don't have a memory. Mm-hmm. So they, when you empty the, their capacity, their recharge mm-hmm. uh, number of times is very high. Isn't that right with the Ender Loops? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's like a seven, te- seven to ten year discharge. You know, so they'll or. or or is it seventy five percent of seven years or something like that? You know they wow. they hold their charge for you know because like rechargeable batteries are really rubbish in that respect, aren't they? You know yeah. Oh, that's so. The, the chat room just want clarification there. Uh, the IKEA mm-hmm. ladder batteries are in fact Enelux. Ladder, Pro. yeah. L-A-D-D-A. Yes. You can get them because uh, Andy brought some back and he said oh, I can't believe it. These they sell these yeah. at IKEA and they're really yeah. cheap and they're Eneloops. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of uh, some people, are, there, there is uh, there's some websites where people have uh, have found that I think in fact someone's someone's posted that in the chat room. What's that? Um, Petapixel.com uh, has got yeah. that feature. It's just so it's really cool for for kit that needs. Um, there you go. Twenty four fifty milliamps. Double A twenty four fifty. That's yeah. not bad. That's not yeah. bad for for uh, power rating. <laughs> Five fifty for yeah. a four pack. Beat, beat the system. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right on. <laughs> um, yeah, cool yeah. To, uh, yeah, but um, that was fun. Anyway, so the coma thing. If you need, to, if you need some other Ooh. stuff, I should put put that uh, page back up. That's the coma strom, and it's just it's quite a cool business. Yeah, and you've got is. two USB inputs, and then you've got a uh, power switch, and then the outputs and whatnot. So yeah, it's there's got loads some sort of style about it as well. Yeah, for a for such a utility boring device, it actually looks kind of cool. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, what was the other thing that I was going to look at? Oh yeah, did we see? Um, ah, that's what I was looking at. This is this was just news I spotted on uh, this on the call page uh, came out uh, a couple of weeks ago. But in Berlin, Red Bull are sort of uh, bankrolling the music festival and part of what they're doing to, for the branding of the festival and also a bit of Red Bull branding is to cover uh, uh, the services in um, in electronic music classics. So they've got some Korgs here. I think mm. there's going to be some 808s and whatnot on the trams, mm. which is an interesting idea. It's like the, the concept of uh, synthesizer technology becoming part of uh, urban culture in terms of, you know, to the public rather than, you know, people who are into niche electronic music genres. And we saw that again with the with the shoes as well, isn't it? It's like we've reached mm-hmm. now does, does it mean yeah, I think the question I put to this does this now mean since uh, part of mainstream culture. So that means it's all over, isn't it? Isn't that the point at which everybody goes, right, we need something new? Is that a signal <laughs> is that a signifier for the end of electronic music as uh, as underground? No. Nah. nah. I just think it's uh no nah. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it is testament to design, though, isn't it? It's sort of that those things are iconic enough to be interesting enough. Oh, no, that the design is interesting enough that it could work in the mainstream. So I think that's really cool. Um, I don't know. I thought I, I was. I, I thought it looked really cool. I, I thought it was. Um, it was making me think of just like maybe twenty years ago. It had been, you know flaming guitars or something yeah um, oh, well, here we go look wagyu no. in the chat room just posted and here's the roller ones these are the uh yeah the roller oh, oh that's the 808 that looks nice what's isn't not, it? What's I, not, like, I like them what's not to like about that yeah god oh, i hope cool. they get them graphically accurate can you imagine the fury people kind of like getting all uppity <laughs> that they've kind of they've moved a knob or two just it, for stylistic yeah. purposes 
But yeah, there we go. And they look like originals rather than boutiques as well, which is even better, right? (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, but yeah, very cool, very cool thing indeed. But I don't think that's anything. Uh, well, it we have we are really well served for those things. I think that's the thing at this point in time now. Lots of iconic instruments that we were, you know, dreaming about. Uh, virtually all of have, have been brought back now. You know, in terms of accessibility what hasn't i wonder synclavia oh, oh no that's in the ipad you know you can get that as an app well no synclavia that's uh, synclavia v isn't it artoria just announced the yeah, uh, version no, two which has sampling and resynthesis and whatnot so yes yeah but, I was, but what else is still just vcs3s they they those aren't back in any sort of um not quite mainstream no but most things are sort of you're well catered for either by a very good emulation or a recreation. Um, hmm. There's there will be more. Got, I mean, you know, I'm sure Berenger uh, will figure yeah. out a few to 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 recreate and and you know tease us. The, with. the RMI, the RMI, or the <laughs> dr- drum computer. Like, yeah, no, yeah, the the, uh, the piano one, the, the piano computer or whatever it was called, the RMI. Um, oh, Tony Banks what? used a lot. It's what like a piano. Um, it might have been like some sort of divide down thing. Um, oh man, I'm I'm looking at it. it's some sort of Java it's... technology. So uh, the search <laughs> and the SEO on RMI is terrible. But most things, though, you can you know, just things that are dreamt about. You know, are, are accessible now. You know, I say mostly in a virtual sense, but hmm, I just can't. I. I wonder what it, what can we dredge from the past to kind of to rekindle and and pretend it's new again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, again, yeah. To rediscover, get about the rediscover. Past. Well, yes. hopefully, hopefully, no, it'll be, they'll, a... hopefully they'll actually be new, new stuff. But as we've discussed endlessly, mm. you know, it's it's that uh, classic. Um, uh, what's the what's the the uh, uh, Tom Cruise, isn't it? You want the truth, you can't handle the truth. You replace truth with new technology, which doesn't have the same <laughs> ring to it. And it, it's kind of like, you want new technology, you can't handle new technology. And you sort of can't, because it, it can't be so new that it's completely flying cars new. Mm. It has to be, it has mm. to have reference to what people are used to using, as we've talked at but endless like, lengths we about, talk, I suppose. We talked about the Glide last week, that sort of controller. I was, I've been thinking more about that and thinking that, that I really think it is actually quite a good idea. Um, so I'm intrigued to see if it will, if that will have wings. You think, uh, well, well, what would you, what, okay, so here's a question. Something mm. like the Glide, what would you say mm-hmm. that was really successful? How big would it be? Because, I mean, I, I see that yeah. as incredibly okay. niche. It is niche, but I mean, but things, but like everything's, all musical instruments are kind of niche, really, if you separate them out, aren't they? I mean, you know, sort of the, the hurdy-gurdy is niche. Uh, how many hurdy gurdies do you think get sold a year? Um, uh, well, I, I imagine they're really quite, expensive to make. Quite a actually. lot, actually. You think? <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine the difference. They are you're... amazing instruments. Uh, it's funny. It's I've funny you should say one. that. My daughter uh, came mm. uh, came back from school yesterday saying, "Oh, they 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 brought a hurdy gurdy in for us to listen to." And she said it sounded dreadful. Mm. And I said, "Well, maybe no. <laughs> I'm sure that because I did a remix of uh, Lorena McKennett. Oh, they... Let me see if I can find that. Which I it's have to the say, the sound." Yes, but hold on. So, so she just couldn't believe that it would be anything uh, 
Let's see. Lorena Kennett managed to... Which featured... Which was actually... And this was a... I mean, I'm not trying to blow my own trumpet, but this was a number one American record. And this has got a hurdy-gurdy on it to start (laughs) with. So here we go. So there we go. That's hurdy gurdy. That's yeah. <clears throat> that's heard mainstream hurdy gurdy. But yeah, I think yeah. they're really difficult. They're really difficult to play because they're not. Mm. You know, it's not a skill. I mean, you still you have the the drone, which is like you you I, do that yeah. thing, don't you? And then you've got the yeah. pedal notes. But I, yeah, I don't know too and much you about can, them. You can you can throw rhythms in and sort of like into the thing. You can make yeah, it's you can really, it. Yeah. You can make yeah. But the sort of note itself um, is you know if you like. Take a so, graphic EQ and take out a thirty-band graphic EQ and take out everything but one band or two bands. You know that's the note, it's is so, it? <laughs> yeah, it's like it cuts. Yeah, so uh, so the differential yeah, between. Really okay, that'd be interesting. Okay, so you have a fiddle and hurdy gurdy uh, duo. <laughs> where, where do that? Where do, where's the crossover? It's like <laughs> pretty much the same. Oh, they do sound. They do sound great together, though. They do sound great because they do kind of battle out. I love it. They, I, I think it's a it's a very emotive sound. The hurdy gurdy. I love the non sequitur though into hurdy gurdy conversation. Uh, it is. We've got yes, a, a, a fugu in the chat room. <laughs> says, "There's your." There's your uh, uh, title there. It, oops, hold on. There's your title there. It's mainstream. What was it? Mainstream hurdy gurdy. I, mean, I think that's going to be the. That'll yeah. be today's title. I think we'll put that in. Main. I'm just going to type. It's that. a good. But that's the thing. Play in a hurdy gurdy. You could never replicate that in MIDI. The, the the way that your your body physically interacts with it is a big part of the music that comes out of it. So if you were to take samples out of it, you're almost taking like a. When you watch someone play hurdy gurdy, the watching of it is part of the enjoy enjoying it as well. Um, okay, now sorry, you've so, got me. You've got me. Uh, now yeah. I'm on a, a hunt for a hurdy gurdy <laughs> contact sa- sample library. So this is so this is yeah. There is a hurdy gurdy. Yeah. This is the first one that came up. So they've <laughs> well, got the SE, they've got the SEO they've got the SEO monopoly on uh, on hurdy gurdy okay. sample instruments. This is from Sonokinetic Boutique Sampling, which can I think would be it? fair. Can you, can you play? Let's song? have a listen. This is called Medieval Inn. That sounds pretty medieval. Boy, that cuts, doesn't it? (laughs) Let's try one without... I wonder if there's any other stuff without the kind of... Let's see. That's just... uh, I want to hear another... Wow, check this out. So that's basically... That first, that, the, the Hurdy Gurdy demo, Medieval Inn, has, has had seventeen and a half thousand hits on 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 SoundCloud. <laughs> wow. Okay, okay, let's try another That's one. Ah, yeah. oh, there we go. Maybe not so niche. Mm. That sounds about right. I, I'm pretty. Maybe the Hurdy Gurdy mm. that I used in my sample had been treated because it sounded a lot more beefy than that. But yeah, hey, whatever. There you go, folks. There's a bit of hurdy gurdy history and music musical input. Well, I, I've started gassing for that. I, I sometimes like just start thinking about something that's been out ages ago, and just and then uh, then it get a little. Oh, I really fancy it now. In the Ravish Sitar by Electro Harmonics is an amazing pedal that turns like well, it doesn't have to be a guitar; it could be anything into like sitar. It, it creates loads of sympathetic resonances. It looks it's. Okay, really I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Let's have a look. 
This one. He's there. Yeah, it's been out years now, but it's a stunning thing. Let's listen to it. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, that would work on a, a track, I guess, wouldn't it? Or maybe part well, of a track. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. But then, you know, is there any shame in having pe- pedals on a shelf just for the occasional... Well, use? let's face it. Um, I mean, you know, we're a music technology hmm. podcast where I imagine some of our listeners may have <laughs> a number of Eurac modules or synthesizers they rarely even switch on, <laughs> let alone use regularly. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it is acceptable. Mm. But um, but also from Electroharmonics, their new Mod Rex pedal is flipping brilliant. I mean, they've really used a lot of synthesizer influence on that pedal, and it's uh, it's such a clever design that one is. It's so I reckon that would be a brilliant one to use with any any equipment. Um, I'm just looking at it now. Oh, is that the yeah? This one. It's got a polyrhythmic modulator. Yeah, it's tasty. Four different um, modulation yeah. sections. Okay, it's got some clever features of of its sleeve. It I'm can, not. I, uh, I, I have to say, Gaz, I don't get all that excited yeah. by modulation pedals. It's reverb or nothing. <laughs> oh no! But this one, this one is great. This one's all about rhythms. Being able to right, uh, on okay. the fly make because you've got four knobs which control the, the, the those those knobs at the top of each section control the division of the. Uh, ah. it, so they're all locked to the clock. So it's a it's a bit like the spin. Yeah. All right, so it's a bit like the the uh, the um, analog solutions method of where you have the intensity of the different beats and you can turn them up so they they will fill all of their quarters or all of their eights or all of their sixteen and you just you could change the density of the rhythm and change the rhythm. It sounds is it something like that or am I off the mark? Um, not quite. No, that sounds brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you can change the the sync rate that, ah, that okay. they're clocking to. Uh, but the thing is, you can change. You haven't got any uh, menus to dive through. You've got the four knobs there that you can reach. So you can you can get the different modulators doing different things rhythmically. But the middle two, one of them is a tremolo and the other one is an autopan. But it's clever. If you've only got um, just a mono in and a mono out, then rather than it being an autopan, it becomes uh, like a duplicate of the tremolo, but all of the wave shapes are inverted. So you can do cool relationships between two, um, you know, okay. two tremolos. Uh, so you know, so very clever thinking. Um, whether that's going to connect with guitarists, uh, I, I I don't know because it's it, this seem this has got very synthesizer type yeah, programmability in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is cool for synth, so because you can drive it off a clock as well. It's got so uh, fil- filters. It's got filters and stuff in it as well. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, good so good spot there, yeah, Gaz. Yeah. Well, we'll stick that in. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, show notes or people who have actually bothered to watch to the very end of the show will know what we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that probably know, about, I, yeah. that, feel, that feels like a good time to uh, maybe wrap things up and uh, okay. fair play to you, sir, for uh, holding the fort with me for such a long period of time. That's a long show as well. And we managed to, we managed to, uh, as I said, it's like the, the, the Wednesday afternoon mm. rambling club has just uh, finished. It's, it's a definite, for, definite, definite ram, ram, rambler, rambler Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah, cool. Um, lots of fun. But I mean, it is the infinite conversation, though, isn't it? There's so much 
Exactly. Um, exactly. I, you know, I meet fellow enthusiasts. It's like, oh, and their partners are looking at us. You know, they want to go. And it's like, oh, the infinite conversation. <laughs> you can't get. You can't get to the end of it. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Uh, but before we do go, just a reminder that if you uh, want to uh, enter to win uh, a copy of Isotope's excellent RX7 vocal uh, restoration and manipulation tool, uh, we're looking for the hashtag vocal removal as one word in the hashtag RX7 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That's via Twitter. So the hashtag vocal removal, one word, the hashtag RX7 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And that will get you entered for next next week's competition. So Gaz, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, been a pleasure as ever. And uh, we'll hopefully see you next week. We can do a twos up wave because uh, fours up would be like that, which would be, oh, that's wrong. So yeah. I have to go. Yeah, so it has to be twos up. See you later, everybody. Thanks very much for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.